Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub uh, podcast. On this week's show, there's no Gary. Um, I found a, a much better replacement. Um, <laughs> on my good friend uh, Marvin Okello, who uh, let me get all your titles right here, Marvin. Uh, you're the sales and ticketing manager at the Wanderers, and you're also the diversity, equity, and inclusion manager as well. Did I get that right? You did. Thank you. And yeah, also, man. congrats to you on uh, four years of Down the Pub. It's been great having this, and uh, thanks for everything you're doing with it. Yeah, man. No, uh, yeah, it's uh, that kind of crept up on me. Somebody just had reminded me because I don't really pay attention to that stuff. So I just thought, you know what? I think it's about time that I got some kudos around here because nobody gives me any. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, it's uh, you know, it's people like yourself giving up uh, their time to to do this that makes it work. So and this is like, I think this is like your third time being on here, but it's been probably about two and a half years maybe i think i think it was probably in the pandemic when the last time you were on so um it, it's kind of yeah yeah because it was yeah. me you and chris and then there was me you chris and uh, jan michael williams yeah. as well so yeah, that's yeah. The third time yeah uh like so i i, I must have hated it that much that i've waited this long to uh get you back <laughs> on bud so <laughs> but i i thought we just like uh we just take a little chat about the the york game and um uh, maybe just get a little bit uh of how you're getting because we've asked patrice and jordan and jed like they're kind of game day but for you it's obviously a different kind of thing so we kind of cool to find out what you actually do on the game day so uh what did you think of the game against york um i i me personally i think that um martin nash really set his team up really well to play against us um uh he that we kind of they had like such a high press uh you're you're a coach now yourself so what did you think yeah, I thought it was interesting. And, you know, you talked about, you know, my game day, like for me, a big part of it is that I watch uh, the games after the game's actually over because during the game, I'm kind of running around taking care of customers, as you've seen. But um, no, watching it back, like you can tell that Nashi definitely did set them up to to be the little villains that they are. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny that they, they play better away, you know what I mean, with the most wins away in the league. And and I think that has to do a lot with them, you know, feeling the atmosphere at different stadiums and using that to kind of propel them. And um, I think they did a really good job of just getting in our in our players' heads. And I think, um, you know, Patrice mentioned that as well, that we kind of let them get in our heads a bit too much. And uh, and I think we also could have could have gone a bit more support from the fans as well. You know what I mean? Because I think we have a responsibility as fans when, when we go down to kind of lift the mood in the stadium and, and get the the players fired up again. Um, so from that perspective, I'd like to see that kind of continue to grow as, as we get more, more season ticket holders and more fans in the stadium um, just to really put, push the guys when they're down. But I thought they played well, honestly, it was just that moment before half, like like the first half of the season where we were conceding just before half and thought we had kind of gotten over it. But um, 
it was unfortunate that they snuck one just before half there after that big morale chance. You kind of you kind of wonder how good York would be if they had like a bit more of an atmosphere at home, you know, because it's it must be tough for them. Like I'm not like we've talked be, uh, before about like you know the people that do show up are amazing, but it's such a tough market for them. But um, yeah, I just, I just thought that Nashi had really set us set them up really well to to play, and they press us really high, and they mm-hmm. were, they they didn't give Lorenzo much of a chance to kind of get going, and it was just kind of it was kind of weird. I, I definitely think that. The halftime thing. I just the reason I think uh, we were just kind of talking beforehand was a little bit flat. It was just because it was so unexpected. Because mm-hmm. normally, about what happens now is we score one goal and then we go on and win, right? So I think it was probably more shocked than anything that like we're just like, what's happened here? Because you know we're so used to just going on and winning games. But um, like fair play to York. I think that they played really, really well. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. Even like the second goal, I think that we like we just. It was almost like a shock, and then I thought like the the stand were kind of like like clapping to try and get people gone. But it it as I said to you, like it's just it's probably just a shock that we're just like fuck, we're like how are we behind here? We're like we're never usually behind. So yeah, um, yeah, and I think it's a combination of that, and you know, obviously the new center back pairing they they hadn't really played together, um, uh, so that I think was a big factor. And you know, you said I'm a coach. I'm I'm no I'm no Jed Davies. I listened to your your episode with him. <laughs> The guy's a brain of, of football knowledge, and he's only a year older than me. So that was that was honestly a great episode to listen to. And I learned a lot from from Jed, and I've been learning a lot from guys like Jed and Patrice and Jordan. But um, no, I just thought that honestly, it came down to like you said the the moments where we just right before half, I think we fell a little bit flat. And there might have even been a little bit of from us getting a bit comfortable with winning all the time at home, you know, and taking it maybe yep. a bit granted and going through the motions a bit and not not actually getting themselves up for it um and that that happens to the best teams you know whether it's you know arsenal or whatever like you get into a groove a bit and you can get a bit complacent mentally and i feel like there might have been a little bit of that as well like gary made a point before and it's 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 right that um when we're when we lose a game we're really good at bouncing back now whereas before we kind of usually took it to heart so i'm hoping you know the game tomorrow um tomorrow night will definitely get us back into this the swing of things um but yeah i, I just just kind of like I, I always kind of wondered because everybody i'm sure sees you bebopping around the stadium you always look like you're busy you, you, you like you always make time to stop and say hello but it always just looks like you've got something that you need like it's always a crisis or something that's happened to you <laughs> so so like so so like what 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 does an actual game day look for you like I, you know as i said like we talked to uh jed and, uh, and the other guys about it but what is, what's a game like for you that's it's it's different every game depending on uh, weather. So you know if if it's a sunny day, usually a lot of the work I've done leading up to the game has allows me to have a smoother game day. But if it's if it's raining and you know we need to make sure that we're selling a lot more tickets, it's a little bit busier. Um, but really, the reason you see me kind of walking around is there's there's I'm dealing with things from like a staffing perspective and. And, you know, maybe there's a fan who's, you know, acting a little bit unruly. We got to go deal with. Um, but then there's also people who are emailing and, I, you know, I manage the info email um, as well for the club. So that's anybody who wants a birthday announcement at halftime. Um, somebody who had an issue with their ticket, somebody who wants to partner, you know, play, guys who want to play for the team who are sending in their their resume. And um, my big thing is I try to respond to people as quickly as I can. Um, cause you know, 
when you're trying to make your decision about tickets or events, like if you send an email to some guy asking some, some questions about an event you're thinking about going to, and he doesn't get back to you in a day or two, you might make other plans. Yep. So I really try to stay on top of, you know, every email, every call, everything within a couple hours, if, if possible, um, or at least within, within that day so that I get back to people, they can be like, okay, Marvin got to me. I got the tickets, I got, got the answer and I'm, I'm going to the game. So really that's, that's my, uh, re- my game days and, and I'm making sure that the staff are all good to go. Um, you know, I don't know if you've ever managed some staff, but you have people calling in sick and stuff in the mornings, then you're trying to call your backups and everything. So combination of all those things is why I don't really, uh, you see me running around like a headless chicken all game. <laughs> so what I think I'll do is I'll just give people out your personal email address to make, you know, just so they get di- directly to you rather than going through the info thing. I'm sure that will help you out. So, um, but yeah, so just speaking of like, you know, you mentioned there um, season ticket holders and you also mentioned uh, that, that being part of the crowd. So what what's how like, are we, every year are we getting stronger and stronger in the amount of season? Cause like, you know, it's great having the casual fans come in and the people who can kind of make it, but what makes a club a lot of times is those season ticket holders because they're the loyal fan base, if you know what I mean? And then uh, hopefully people who come casually, but then become season ticket holders. So what's the ratio? Like, is it getting stronger every year? Definitely. I mean, we, we started off strong with 2019 season, obviously a lot of excitement and then, you know, COVID derailed things with, having to play in the in PI and you know the collective that we all dread and I hope we never have to go through anything like that again (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that kind of created a a mess in terms of some people you know kept their money towards a collective some people put it towards the next year Um, so 2020 was a weird year and through 2021 and 2022 we slowly got everybody back you know, some people weren't comfortable going back to stadiums because of COVID. Some people moved or whatever, but we've gotten all the people back we had from 2019 and more now. And um, having the team winning this year has also led to a lot more season tickets from not just people buying, but also partners, businesses. Everybody really wants to a piece of the, uh, the pie right now. So things are going really well. So is there like, a, what's the atmosphere like around, the, like, you know, you're there every day, I guess, right? Like, um hmm. It seems like you never get time off, but uh, like, what's it like? What's it like around the club? You know, like it's great. I'm sure the players are loving it because they're being successful. But you guys have been through. You've been there since day one. So, what's the atmosphere been like around this year uh, in the club? It's it's amazing, man. Honestly, you know, like from I think you've heard it from everybody from from Jed, from Patrice, from the players. Like, it's just such a great atmosphere of everyone working together um, towards the goal and and really diving into that family thing that, you know, we, we always talk about at the Wanderers. So the atmosphere is really good. We're, we're excited with, you know, the last three games that weren't rained, um, we're all sold out. (laughs) (laughs) So, And when we don't have to reschedule, we generally sell out the stadium. So that's been going really well. And next year we're, you know, if we can continue the progress with, with Patrice and Jordan and Jed and the guys um, continuing to, give us all these wins at home um my job is really easy then to with continuing to sell out and gaining more season ticket holders and stuff so it's been it's been this year has been the easiest year in terms of um the conversations you're having with people convincing them to come out to a game um as opposed to previous years where you really had to just talk more about that the atmosphere the drinks and things like that as opposed to the on-field product yeah i mean it's uh for the for the casual fan as well it's like it's such a it's a good time you know like i 
So I usually stand in behind the, the patio, um, which is like my favorite spot because like you're right behind the goal. You get to kind of hear the chirps of the goalkeeper and you get to kind of see all that stuff. Um, So like, I mean, from that, the type of fans that usually are in the patio are usually the kind of casual people to the hardcore people up in the kitchen and the stands and stuff like that. So, you know, I, we, one of the kind of reasons I wanted to get you on was like, you know, the patio is obviously a little bit different this year. So uh, how, how did that change come about? Like what, what kind of brought that on and what were the, the major changes that you had to make? Yeah. I, I, I generally know if I go by the patio, I'm going to find you with the beer in your hand. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a non-alcoholic beer. My wife sometimes listens. So, <laughs> 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 but uh but no you're right like the, for the casual fans it's become a really really popular spot because you know the players go and they celebrate there um it's the cheapest ticket it's you know you don't really have to pick uh anything you just wander around in that area um but that's the reason why we've had to actually kind of change it there because you remember in previous years the kind of rule was if you had a ticket anywhere you could go link up with your friends in the patio yeah but because we have a so many season ticket holders who went from uh, the kitchen or now that they're in the patio um, and then people buying tickets in the patio, we can't have everybody and their mom going to meet in the patio because we'd be way over capacity there. Right. And then that's one aspect of it. And then the other is we, we named it a patio beer garden. So from a liquor license perspective, that means that it has to be 19 plus. So that's something that we're really being, you know, pushed on to make sure that we're, we're, you know, not allowing any minors in there. Um, so those two things kind of really combined uh, this year to mean that we, we have to make it so that you have to have a patio ticket to go in there. And, um, and if you don't have one, unfortunately, you can't get in there. Or if you're not 19, you can't get in there. I, it makes sense if you're labeling it as a, a beer garden, which it always was, to be perfectly honest. Um, it it kind of makes sense. It's just funny going to a football game and getting like a nightclub stamp on your hand. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's it's usually on my hand from the night before, but like getting a fresh one at like three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon is always uh, kind of funny. But yeah, it's just so what is the actual capacity of the, the patio? How many people are actually allowed in there? Uh, total, um, we have 600 tickets in there. Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Like I, I said, I love the atmosphere. It's not for everybody, because uh, you know it is kind of more of a ca- kind of casual thing. So, you know, so for yourself, uh, looking at like the season tickets side of it, like when when does your when does your program start to start ramping up for next year? As you said, it's obviously going to be a lot easier because the team is being played. We we actually scored some goals and won some games at home. So, when does your program start to look towards next year? Well, it started yesterday, actually. What? So we started, yeah, we started yesterday. You would, you would know, but you didn't. You don't got season tickets anymore. Well, I've got my, uh, I've got my press pass and all that kind of stuff. But I'll probably switch back to uh, this season ticket. I'll probably go back to the patio because I kind of. It, it's great being up in the press box because you got like such a great view and there's like, uh, uh, it's kind of a little bit kind of quiet, so you can kind of focus on the game. I just miss the atmosphere, you know, just having the the kitchen behind you and then all my friends have patio tickets and it's just not the same. So I'll probably will renew. There you go. You got your first sale of the year, right? So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you too, I'm assuming they don't let you drink. If you have, you know, a media pass, they don't let no. you drink. I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's why, <laughs> so that's the thing, right? So, uh, which, which I don't mind sometimes because uh, it, it means that like, I'm not uh, drinking too early, but I just, I just miss the atmosphere. Like it kind of, it, it kind of takes away from me. And what this show really is, is about, the casual fan or the the fans view of stuff and being perched up in a, a press box probably doesn't really 
uh, lead to that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, but no, yeah, we started season tickets uh, renewals yesterday. And like, so la- at the end of last season or re- during the renewal season last year, we launched this new thing called Auto Renew. Um, so this is much like, you know, a good life membership or whatever, like, you know, getting close to the end of the year. If, if you don't tell them that you don't want to go, uh, you want to cancel your membership, then it just rolls over. And, you know, if yeah, you yeah. paid in full, or you did a payment plan. That's kind of what we're introducing now, because we got a lot of feedback from people that they didn't want to have to be emailed a million times and asked, hey, are you coming back? Um, so we, we listened and we made it a lot simpler. So basically, it's automatically renewing your tickets. And this is the first year actually where people get the opportunity to opt out um and so yesterday we launched a 30-day opt-out period um and everybody who doesn't opt out in this 30 days basically will be renewed for next year so we made it really really simple and um so far already 92 percent of the people who have responded um just said yep i want to i want to keep my tickets i don't really want to change anything and, um, and there's a few people who want to just maybe change some things, maybe the location of their tickets, add or remove tickets. Yeah. And um, less, less than 4% of people who are like, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, might have to drop some tickets or maybe I moved or whatever. So we're doing, we're doing really well. That's awesome to hear. And it goes, it just makes the club, you know, that there's a foundation there that like, you know, coming into next year, like there's not, there's not that financial worry that some of your clubs in the, um, in the the league have so like what are the benefits of being a season ticket holder like i mean uh i wasn't one this year so i don't know like did i know other years you got like discounts on stuff at the store you, we had the passes all that kind of stuff so what are the actual benefits yeah so there's there's a lot of benefits and in, you know including the best price for for per match you know what i mean nobody gets a better deal than than season ticket holders so that's the biggest one. The second is you get your same seat for every game, which is really important. If you got a good seat, like, you know, like Gary does the top of 104 there. And yeah. Perk or, <laughs> or <laughs> Missy and uh, yeah. Missy and the Searles in the, in the front of 104 there. So that is a big benefit. And then we always have a member gift every year. And the funny thing is, you know, we recently just did a survey um, to all season ticket holders and we listed all of the benefits, you know, the 20% off you get at the fan shop on merchandise uh, invites to special events like the Q and A's with Derek and Patrice and them, um, partner offers. So things from like good life and things like that. Um, and the member gift, um, and uh, the, the option to buy additional tickets for a game. So like if you have two season tickets and maybe mom and dad are in town for a game and you want to buy some extra tickets, you don't have to go online and pay full, full pop. We actually have a, uh, you can just go through your account well, hey, I want some extra tickets. Uh, you put how many, what section, and we just do it as they're filled in. Uh, my sales team, uh, Jack and Sarah, do a great job of just putting them in people's accounts and, and going through. Um, but the feedback was that people didn't actually care about the member gift. And, you know, we, 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 we take so long thinking about what is it going to be, you know, what is going to make all the fans happy, and, and only to realize that people don't actually care that much about it. Really, they want the seats. They want the discount. They want to be able to get their jerseys and stuff at 20% off. And they want to be able to bring their friends um, at a discounted rate. But outside of that, the answers were all very like, meh, I don't really need it. I don't really need that. Um, I just really want my, my same seat and the discounts and I'd be able to go uh, talk to Anthony and Gary at the down the pub every now and then <laughs> at Garrison Brewery or whatever. <laughs> 
Well, it is kind of funny though, because I, I mean, like that, that's the thing with the memory gift. Because I remember, like, I think was it the license plate this year, maybe? Yeah, the yeah. one that's fired by Rampy. Yeah. yeah. So the the thing with that was, I remember the time people being kind of excited about it. But I'm sure if you go back and ask people now, where is that? They probably it's it's lost you know what i mean it's kind of it's kind of a weird like i i get why you do it because you like you like you need to give somebody a benefit kind of thing but like i wouldn't like to think of what the hell you're gonna do give to three or four thousand people to keep them happy you know what i mean because like somebody would be just like oh that's shit and then you'll have other people be like that's awesome so good luck to you marvin that's why you get paid the big books of the wanderers (laughs) so (laughs) oh you're right though and you gotta make it so it's like it fits so many different types of people right you got guy like yourself who's in the patio who you know doesn't have an actual seat um you know because a couple of years ago we did the seat cushion yeah right? which, which is great but then there's people who are in the patio who are like well that doesn't really affect me you know you do uh the license plate style and so people don't like that like you, you're never going to be able to please everyone i think really the only one we did that almost everyone uh unanimously agreed they liked was year one with the free jersey because yeah. you know who doesn't like a free jersey but we can't do that every year obviously <laughs> yeah it's, the, the club will just go bankrupt jesus christ but yeah like it's you know as i said like it's really cool that like so many people are like re- renewing every year because it, like that's the lifeblood of the club and it's kind of how you kind of measure the successes like that people want to keep coming back and it's not all just about what's on the pitch it obviously helps but you know like you guys have really built like with limited resources that being available to you, like a, a truly unique uh, experience. And I think that speaks volumes to what the club has done and what you've done to, to kind of make game days exciting and a lot of fun, you know? So, well, the good thing is we're a team, you know, and, and a lot of what I do is just connecting all the different departments. You know what I mean? You, you've probably seen that I'm sometimes doing some stuff with Jeff, helping him with the stadium, or I'm sometimes linking people with the, with the fan shop because I, I did used to have a retail background and I, I ran the fan shop in, in year one when we were in Halifax shopping center. Um, you know, so really my job is just making everyone else's job a little bit easier um, through communication, making sure that everyone understands what's happening on any given day. And um, I really, I really love that role. You know, I get to work with Dylan every now and then work with Ryan Brandt every now and then if we're getting some of the players out in the community to go, you know, to Greek fest or whatever it might be. Um, so I like my role because it's a little bit of everything and I, I don't really have the same two days. Yeah, that's awesome. You obviously um that when the last time you were on the podcast, like the diversity, equity, and inclusion manager role came up. What how's that evolved for you? Like, I mean, like obviously it was a brand new thing and you were probably just going like, okay, like I need to do something with this. So how's that evolved for you, like since you you started doing it? Oh, it's it's amazing. It's it's literally changed me as a person. And um I think, you know, a lot of people who see me before um the diversity officer now have seen that I've really matured in a lot of ways. Um because when you're in that space, you have to learn so much. And I'm always taking these courses um, to make sure that I'm staying up to date, because as you know, you know, even things like 2SLGBTQ+, like they're adding a different letter or acronym every every day, and you got to keep up with that. But the thing that I really enjoy is, you know, leading the the diversity committee with, with Missy and some of those other folks on there um, and having those discussions about, you know, what, what can we do for a period poverty campaign um, to get more girls um, who maybe can't afford period products to get out in sport or um, what can we do to get, you know, the football for all campaign and getting young kids, um, some soccer cleats and things like that. So for me, it's been a really great journey. And you'll see that um, I did a podcast recently with um, Aaron McLeod, who is the Canadian women's uh, for the Olympics gold yep. medal. She 
yeah, so we just recently did a podcast with her that'll be coming out uh, next week. So I've gotten to meet some really cool people and have some really great conversations, you know, Pama Duka, um, Paul Byrne, who used to be, you know, the, the, the commissioner for the, the league, um, all sorts of just really knowledgeable people. And I've soaked up a lot of that knowledge um, by having podcast conversations, committee meetings and things. And I feel like I've been able to really help the club with some of the tough situations that come up in the stadium with, you know, fans um, being homophobic, you know, it doesn't happen often, but you know, when we do, it's, it's nice to have not just feel like, Oh, I have to take that on, but I got a committee of people who are there to support me and maybe more knowledgeable in one specific area. And then we work together to kind of find solutions. So it's been, it's been incredible, man. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely important that you have like season ticket holders or like people involved in the fan forum of it, like to, to kind of give input into stuff because it, you, you're, cause you're so busy on game day, you don't always get to see that side of it. So it's, it's awesome that you have like such, uh, such great people on the, the committee. So with the podcast, like I hate plugging other people's podcasts, but I guess I better like just to help you out. So, uh, tell people what's the name of it. Um, this bit, this is the first one you're gonna, you're gonna have done in a while, isn't it? Like, I mean, you haven't done an episode in a while, so. Yeah, uh, I mean, seasons are pretty busy, as you know, yeah, so, yeah. With, the, yeah. with the many hats. Um, so it's been a while, but it's the Together for Change podcast. You know, it's on everything except for Apple because it's, I just can't get Apple verified, even though they keep sending me emails saying that it's, yeah, it's, it's on Apple, but whenever I go on there, it's not actually on there. But uh, Together for Change, we're about to launch episode 16. And um, like I said, the next one's Aaron McLeod, but all sorts of different guests in the past, like Pamaduka, soccer players and coaches and just people in the community who have unique stories. Missy Searle was on there for my very first yeah. one. Um, so I think it's great just to hear other people's perspective of what they think The Wanderers is all about and what it can be. So highly recommend it. It's not just a football thing. It's like it's a it's a life it's a life thing and you like i i you, you, i learn a lot from the podcast because like you know i feel like a lot of times people like live into our lives that i wouldn't particularly meet these people out and about and you know just hearing other people's uh life stories and you know the kind of stuff they've gone through it's uh it's it's eye-opening and it definitely changes your perspective on things so um yeah so definitely make sure to check it out it's called together for change um it is kind of annoying have to listen to Marvin's voice through the whole thing. So it, right. just, just, just give it a, just give it a try. Um, so the cool thing though, I don't know if you said listen recently is um, Quake Matthews, the local, local rapper. Um, he allowed me to use his song change um, as the intro now. So it was really cool collaborating him with him on that. And, and um, he's a big fan of, of the, of the podcast as well. And hopefully we'll get him on there one day, or maybe we'll get him on yours to talk about, you know, a little food review at uh, or patio review. <laughs> I, I I love those videos that he does, man. They're they're so fucking funny. Um. So another aspect I wanted to to ask you is um, it's not like the Wanderers grounds isn't just the Wanderers. Like this weekend we have the Royal Navy Royal Navy Rugby Union team in town as part of Fleet Week, I think it's called. Yep. They're going to play in Atlantic Selects. Um, seems like the tickets are going really well because I guess the stands are sold out, uh, which is awesome because r- rugby's a sport I love too. So, like, how do you, like, because you're a ticket manager for the Wanderers, you still have, you still help out with this side of it. So, 
it just seems like you're always busy with this stuff but like um how, how did this one come about this game? yeah so i mean atlantic selects are you know they're a really good rugby team nationally they're not just like you know a, a bunch of guys who are just put together like there's guys like Cooper Cod is you know who played with the national team and stuff and um, so it's something that we really value and getting different events at the Wanderers grounds, because, you know, you've heard some, some naysayers, um, say that we don't do enough for supporting the community or whatever, but we do a lot, not just for soccer, but getting other fans out to the Wanderers grounds to see that great venue and, um, that, that part of the city. And, and a lot of people go for the rugby games and then realize, oh, there's a soccer team here as well. So it's been a really great avenue for us to get more people, um, just engaged with with the Wanderers so from that reason um I do I do the ticketing for all the rugby events we've had there like we had the Canada men's and women's uh, over the last couple of years but like this is an off year for them this year um so Atlantic Selects are playing against the British Navy as part of this fleet week that's uh the first ever one here with the British Navy coming for a couple of weeks um but it should be a good game and the main stands as you said sold out uh, just earlier today so really it's just the kitchen and those premium uh, tables that are on the sideline and in the corner that are available and, and a few suites are still left. So it's a good chance for like the Wanderers fans to just get something a little bit different too. If, if, you know, they're starting to, you know, just be missing something else. Cause I'm, I'm a volleyball fan, soccer fan, basketball, you know, rugby and all that. So it's, it's just great to have different events during the summer. And that's the good thing about the, the Wanderers too. It's like, you know, it works both ways. You said that it's good, good avenue for you, for people who, probably didn't know the football team was there, but it's also a good way for uh, the Atlantic selects and like rugby in Canada to get out there in front of like maybe five, 6,000 people that like would probably have never done it just because the Wanderers is there and you guys are collaborating and giving these guys a, a, a leg up into, um, into the province of the cities uh, uh sports fans so yeah, yeah man, exactly because you know i'm good at uh filling a stadium so i help them with that side of things and they put on a good show and um i'll tell you the rugby folks know how to drink as well you know like, yeah. <laughs> like of the fans in the stadium for rugby will drink the same amount as a sold out wanderers crowd it's it's nuts <laughs> i'm sure uh Molson Coors will be uh, and uh, Garrison be delighted to hear that. So um, yeah, man, like it's it's been really interesting. Like you know, uh, kind of getting in the the background of what you actually do in game day. It's kind of it's so incredible to see like how everything's progressed from the shit show of the the pandemic to like you know like yeah, everything's kind of getting back to normal for you. And the one constant through all of that was you who had to weather the storm, you know, the the captain of that rocky ship. So, you know, we're really lucky to have you involved with the club. It's great that you're getting into uh, coaching with, with Dunbrack. And um, yeah, I don't know where you find all this time to get this shit done. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, use, I use my kids as excuses for everything. That's so I don't have to do anything. But uh... <laughs> I actually just, uh, I just joined uh, County as a, uh... As a free agent, so I'm over at County now coaching. Actually, uh, I didn't get any Fabrizio post. Uh, here we go or anything, but uh, <laughs> just, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I just went with County. You know, Jamie McGinnis is over there, so you know we've we worked together. We played together way back when I was like 19. So he uh, he gave me the call, and um, it was it was an easy decision to make. So I'm going to be with County. Well, you know, uh, you heard it here first. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm uh, breaking news here on the the Down the Pool podcast. So yeah, Marv, it's great. Um, if you see Marvin at the uh, the grounds, make sure to 
give him a thumbs up and say say uh, well done because he he keeps the place rocking and he keeps uh, the fans coming back. So man, thanks to Mills. It's been great to catch up again. No worries, man. And and just the final closeout. I guess anyone who is uh, interested in season tickets or has them, we have the renewals happening from September sixth to October sixth, and then uh, October fifteenth, we'll be launching new season tickets. Um, and I think there's some some fans don't realize that like if you don't renew during the renewal period, like you have to pay the new rate. Um, and the renewal rate is really good this year. Like for some sections, we didn't even change the price at all. Um, nice. So you really want to make sure you you renew your tickets during that period, because once you get to October 15th, if you haven't, um, you're going to have to pay the new member price because at that point you're, you're not renewing anymore. So definitely get, uh, get in during that period. And if you're interested, shoot me an email, shoot uh, info at hfexwanderersfc, whichever one you prefer. <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. But thank you, Anthony, for having me and, uh, and you know, doing this podcast. It's incredible. And uh, keep it up, man. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Get out! Out to fuck!